That's black history. My fellow Americans, welcome to this episode of Dad Bod History, where the drinks are cold and the takes are old. I'm Jake. We got Eric tonight, and we're going to do a, a little episode where we do the election of 1860. We're going to play a game and see if we can get a different result on uh, the election of 1860 between Abraham Lincoln and Stephen Douglas. But before we do that, we have a word from our sponsors, Transworld Business Advisors. The American workforce is changing faster than ever. Called by some the Great Resignation, it is likely more accurately described as the Great Migration. Today's workers are less content with the status quo, and they are looking outside the box. Business buyers currently outnumber sellers three to one. A business, a business with growing revenues and quality books and records is a very marketable commodity in this market. That is where Transworld Business Advisors comes in. That's right, Jake. With over 40 years of business brokerage experience, our network of professional business brokers offer you connection to the largest and fastest growing brokerage company, uh, uh, yes, brokerage company in the world. That expertise and growth means that when you work with us, you gain unmatched exposure on a local, state, national, and global level. In addition to working with buyers and sellers of existing businesses, we are also here to help business owners who want to franchise their concept. We offer turnkey solution to your Ooh. franchising goals that starts with a viability assessment and follows through to a comprehensive marketing strategy to help you establish and grow your own brand. Call today to set up a discreet, discreet. confidential consultation with a local representative. You can reach Jeff Peterson at 903-422-6818 or you can go to www.tworld.com again. That is www.tworld.com. Doing good deals for good people. Shake and bake. Well done. All right. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap, right, Jeff? Yeah, that's the alternate promo. So Jeff can do it all. If you need Jeff to do a dirty deed done dirt cheap, he can do that. If you need to get a good deal for good people, he can do that too. Perfect. All right. So let's, uh, let's get right into the topic tonight. The election of 1860. So, Eric, why don't you lead us in and explain kind of what we're going to do? It's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. So um, we're basically going to uh, try to see if we can change the election of 1860 in favor of Stephen A. Douglas, uh, just to see if we have what it takes to defeat Abe. Um, and just keep it in mind for everyone out there that might be concerned. None of this is based on our politics. We are just trying to win the election as somebody else. See if we can change history, probably for the worse, honestly. Well, almost but, certainly for the <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, we like to tinker. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Uh, so I'm going to pull this up now. Um, this is a new campaign trail, and it's uh, put together by Dan Bryan. And uh, it is going to allow us to to kind of answer some questions and see how we do in the election. So we have a bunch of choices here. We are going to 1860 and uh, this is between Abraham Lincoln, Stephen A. Douglas, and you can see <clears throat> some of the information here. Uh, Abraham Lincoln is running as Republican. Stephen A. Douglas um, is running as a Democrat, but there's other Democratic candidates also at this time, Breckenridge and Bell. Uh, both of them are going to have a, a 
big influence in the South. And of course, we know that slavery is probably the prime moving issue in the election of 1860. Uh, Those of you who don't know the history, Abraham Lincoln did win the election of 1860. And shortly after his inauguration, South Carolina was the first state to secede from the Union. And that created kind of a domino effect, which led to the secession of all the Southern states. Or, or most of the southern states created the Confederacy, and that led directly into the Civil War. Well, so, what's it, well, yeah. oh, South Carolina actually they seceded in December of eighteen sixty, I believe. Yeah, and then the other states, most of them seceded, I believe, in February, and then Lincoln wasn't actually inaugurated until March, I believe. March or April? Yeah, I mean. So, Back before CNN could call the election on November 6th. Yeah, and you didn't have Fox News calling Arizona early and creating yeah. a hullabaloo. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so what's interesting about this election, and actually a lot of these 1800s or 19th century elections, is that there was multiple parties outside of Democrat and Republican. Well, in fact, this was the first party that a Republican won. The election of 1860. Yeah. You know, aside from you, you had your two main parties, you had the, the Democrats or the Democratic Republicans, and then you had the Whigs um, for a period there in the 1830s and 40s. And then you had uh, the Federalists before that. But then you also had like the Constitutional Union Party, where we'll see in this campaign. Um, and I believe there is a like a Free Soil Party. And and so there's lots of other third and even fourth parties. And in this election specifically, there are four major parties. There's the Republicans with Lincoln. There's the Northern Democrats with Stephen Douglas, who we're going to be role, you know, using to see if we can change the outcome. Then there was the Constitutional Union with John Bell. And then there was the Southern Democratic Party, which was those were the states led by uh, Breckinridge um, that would eventually become the secessionist states. So. You have four parties here, and they all kind of play off against each other. And Lincoln winning um, was not a foregone conclusion like we assume it wasn't now that it's been 160 years. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there before we get started. And and just a reminder, well, just to say it out loud, if you're just listening to the audio, um, there's some things you might miss. Um, so we recommend this one. You know, you can listen to the audio we have great voices. We have faces oh, yeah. for radio. Um, but like, by all like means, gravel on a hot day. <laughs> yeah. Check out the YouTube. You'll kind of see what we're seeing. We'll try to read quite a bit of it to you. So, um, but I think we should be just as entertaining as ever audio only. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let your mind wander. All right. So a uh, new campaign. Tra- First of all, I love this, these photos of Doc Oz, Dr. Oz and, <laughs> I'm guessing that's Fetterman. I can't see it because it's kind of covered with the screen share. Um, but yeah. All right. So who are we picking? Well, we're. I think we're we're going with Stephen A. Douglas again. Let's, I mean, do we want to see if we can win with Lincoln? Because it might not no. be that easy. No. Well, you want to try to win with Lincoln? Maybe see if it was harder. Because what's interesting is there was two Democratic parties. There's the Northern and the Southern. Mm-hmm. More people voted for a Democrat in that election than did a Republican. But Lincoln won the states that he needed to to win the Electoral College, and that's how he won. Um, so, I mean, we could try it with Lincoln and yeah. see if we can not destroy history. Yeah. And, and you know, just so for what's quick, we, Jake and I recorded this a few nights ago, and uh, the recording just failed to take. So, 
we're giving this another go. So I yeah. let's try Lincoln. I want to see how this plays out. Yeah, because you tried with Douglas last time, and we were we did worse than Douglas did. It's not worse. Yeah, we did. It was not successful. We didn't even <laughs> win his home state. All right. All right. So here we have Abraham Lincoln, the Republican, home state is Illinois, where he gained a lot of fame during the uh, was it 1856 or 1858 uh, senatorial uh, election Senate race against Stephen Douglas. They had the famous Lincoln Douglas debates. There's seven debates that took place over the state of Illinois during that campaign. He lost, but he lost that election. However, he was so popular that he kind of is the reason that the Republican Party became a truly national party um, because those debates were transmitted telegraph. Um, so they're being transmitted nationally and um, by rail. So mail was being delivered. And, and so as um, newspapers were covering these debates and spreading it over all over the, the rest of the country. All right. So let's uh, let's do this. Oh, and we this is the best part. So. We get to choose our vice presidential running mate. We have Hannibal Hamlin from Maine. Um, he's a longtime opponent of slavery. And this is, uh, it says why he switched from the Democratic Party in 1856 to the Republicans was the Kansas-Nebraska Act. So, And that's who Lincoln chose as his actual running mate. Okay. Uh, the Kansas-Nebraska Act was Stephen Douglas's thing, which basically allowed for popular sovereignty. So you might see that pop up as one of these questions, um, basically saying new territories could vote and choose whether it be a slave state or a free state. And that was Douglas's thing. Lincoln was opposed to that. He was opposed to the expansion of slavery in new territories and wanted to keep slavery confined to the states that it was already in. And one of the... Uh I guess unforeseen consequences of popular sovereignty is you have the Kansas-Nebraska Act, which allows people to vote in those states whether or not they want slavery um, to allow slavery. Is that you had populations move in there just to vote, like they're trying to, you know, not sway upset the election. the election but sway the election, and that led to things like bleeding Kansas, where there was violence um, related to. You know, your abolitionists and your mm. pro-slavery folks. So, good yeah. thing. Okay. So, we also have Cassius Clay, Republican from Kentucky. Who's an um, abolitionist. Yeah. Um, and the namesake of Muhammad Ali before he converted to Islam, Cassius Clay. All right. And then we have Salmon Chase. Uh, who helped found the Republican Party, worked on behalf of fugitive slaves, and as an attorney, strong anti-slavery credentials. So. So he's the governor of Ohio. What was Cassius Clay? Kentucky. Kentucky. Publisher. Um, I don't know if having him would help us any. He's a bit extreme. He's extreme and he's not an actual, I mean, he's a publisher. He, does, he has no so office. Keep in mind, much of Lincoln's approach to slavery early on, even through part of the Civil War, was um, keep the Union together and stop the spread of slavery. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was not until halfway through the Civil War that he became a proponent of abolishing slavery. Yeah. 
And before, I mean, before then, in speeches and stuff, you'd say he thought slavery was a sin or is like an abomination, but he never advocated, truly advocated for the abolition of it until much later. Well, I, I think Hannibal Hamlin might be the safe bet then. Yeah. So we're going to go with him. All right. And then um, we're just keeping this, you know, the normal electoral vote. We're going to stick with normal difficulty. It's still been difficult for us. And let's get started. Okay. So Lincoln Hamlin, how should your party address the slavery issue during this campaign? So first option is we can support the idea of popular sovereignty, which is Douglas's thing. Um, but acknowledge that Kansas desires to enter as a free state. Second option is we must not allow the expansion of slavery into new states or territories um, and end the fugitive slave law. We must remain steadfast against the acquisition of new territories and must combat the expansion of slavery to the extent permitted by the Dred Scott decision or our party must stand for the abolition of slavery in this country. Well, I think Lincoln's stance would have been number two must not allow the expansion of slavery into new states or territories. Yeah. At that that point in time, I think you would have been option. Yeah. Before I answer this, let's take a look at the electoral college map. So we're leading in Maine, leading in New Hampshire and Vermont, leading in New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Basically all of New England. New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Um, Pretty low in Delaware, not even on the ballot in Maryland or Virginia. Yeah, I don't think – if you scroll through a lot of those southern states, Lincoln wasn't on the ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Douglas was only on a few of them. So we're on the ballot in Missouri and in California. So – so we think number two, right? I think so. All right. This is right. Oh, good. Our wonderful advisors okay. are back. I, you know, I'm going to keep them. All right. What do you have to say about the merits of your running mate, Hannibal Hamlin? We have no options other than to say we're proud to share the ballot with him. Great. I love him. And thank you, advisors. Who are these dweebs? I don't know. <laughs> They don't give us advice until after we made the decision. (laughs) And then they're just yes men, basically. All right. To what extent do you plan to personally campaign in this election? Well, to me, honestly, when we run for office, Jake. Oh, sure. Yeah. The campaigning is going to be the best part. It's like a road trip. You get to go to all these nice restaurants and. You diners mostly diners yeah it's always diners diners or ice cream shops. it's never like an applebee's it's a diner <laughs> two for a half price apps at applebee's um yeah i think the campaigning would be the best part even if, once you win then you're just kind of just gonna work at the white house all the time. Ugh, gross. i just want to run no i do want to win but running's gonna be the best part mm-hmm. okay so uh, not at all, or I made my reputation by debating Stephen A. Douglas, or I will not leave Springfield, but I will make several public speeches and pronouncements to make my positions clear. I think Lincoln's strength, one, I think he did make his reputation by debating Stephen Douglas, and his strength was in his oratory skills. He was a very good speech giver and very um, great at debating, so I, I think he should campaign. All right, let's do it. 
Okay. Th thank well, you see, again. Times have changed, advisors. Welcome to the 60s. All right. <laughs> How aggressively should your party attack the Southern Democrats and John Breckenridge in this election? Realistically, the Democratic split is fantastic news for us. That's true. Let's not galvanize the Southern Bloc by even further attacking them. Option two, we will attack the Southern Democrats as we would the Northern Democrats. They represent the same ideas about slavery. Um, the Southern Democrats are an easy target to attack. We can excite our core voters while risking little if we denounce them. Uh, what do you think, Eric? Oh, you I think there's a potential. I, I want to stay away from number one because I don't want to galvanize them. But I think I, I think we have to go after both. I think we should go after both. All right, let's do that. Oh, the advisors had nothing to say. Good. The future okay. opponents have consolidated a fusion ticket in the states of. All oh, right. I have no options. Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. Great. Noted. Thanks, advisors. Well, let's see how the polls are doing. All right. So it looks like Ohio and Indiana turned a little in our favor. Uh, leading in Oregon now. Yes. Uh, New York got a little less solid, but we're still leading by five points. Okay. I think oh, New Jersey. Yeah, what's going on there? New Jersey flipped on us. Oh. No. You can't trust New Jersey. No. That's that's such a New Jersey thing to do. You can't. All right. By the way, do you have a favorite Pop-Tart, Jake? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? As those guys were debating each other or just screaming at each other, like, well, I really like the Blueberry Frosted Pop-Tart. That's <laughs> I, I, actually, never got in, I never got into the s'mores. Or chocolate or like cinnamon. That s'mores good. are good. I'll have the s'mores if they're available. But my preference is the the strawberry with no frosting. Really? No oh frosting? yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh, just just the school. yeah, it's it's so good. And when at whatever point I discovered the strawberry with no frosting, I was just like, this is good. I'm not bombarded well, I my, think my that was like the first pop tart it so. may have been maybe you're just a fan of the classics maybe just not having my my taste buds bombarded with all the, the frosting allows me to enjoy the the filling more okay so i no arguments here all right how aggressively should your party attack the northern democrats and Stephen A. douglas in this direction or in this election um so we can point out some inconsistencies. Um, I think was it. I think we should go after him, but that's just me. He's our only competition. We, we can't even compete in the Southern States. We're not even on the ballot. So I think we have to hit Douglas hard. So is that the third one? Douglas and his party are running on the failed dishonest policy of popular sovereignty. I want the Republicans to point this out at every opportunity. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, thank you. I feel like they're just. Mike, are we paying these guys? Kind of in like a rude way. Yeah, they're like, really condescending. The party is alive or well, whether or not you agree with it. It's like, yeah, but do you have to be such jerks about it? Okay. See, this is the problem with the campaign. Like, you have to pay these people. See, this is it. Advisors are the problems with campaigns. 
Yeah. If candidates didn't have advisors, they'd be a lot shorter and a lot more honest. Oh my gosh. All right. The constitutional unionists. All right. So the constitutional unionists, I, I think they took Virginia and um, Tennessee and Kentucky in the, in the actual election. And they were kind of a cobbling of conservatives from the Whig party. So they're kind of in the middle between Republicans and Democrats. So I don't know if that tells us anything about how to answer this question. Uh, so how aggressively should we attack them? And I think this third one, some general statements, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything worth getting into a fight with them about because yeah. they're taking states that I don't think we win anyway. All right. So let's, let's avoid that. Okay. Uh, next question. How much should your party emphasize its support of a transcontinental railroad in this election? The oh, Hyperloop. Railroad infrastructure, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Build, 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 build back better. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone wants a railroad. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go for it. Railroad. We're in. Let's see how this is doing for us. All right. Picking up steam. Illinois, we're losing New Jersey a little bit more, Pennsylvania's though. Pennsylvania's going blue. Or Pennsylvania's... All right, we're still ahead. Pennsylvania. So our electoral vote estimate has us at 176 right now. Okay. So, all right. We need 152 to win. Yeah. Thousands of young men have formed the paramilitary Wide Awake Clubs which uh, have marched to support Republicans should your party embrace the supporters are too divisive. Uh, so this is the one I saw, I, and I should have researched it because we're doing this again. This is the one where I thought the, the term woke comes for, like it's derivative of this these wide awake Republicans, but I still didn't research it. I should have. I'm sorry about that. Because um, that would be quite the zinger. Because they were, yeah, right. Because they were wide, like they were like militantly anti-slavery. And yeah, the fact that if, if woke derived from the Republican Party would just be so funny because um, <laughs> the Republicans are the ones that hate the word now. Um, anyway, let's get back to the question. So how should we embrace these? Should we try to finesse this? It is understandably concerning to the border states to see so many young men of the North marching in military formation. Gosh, this is eerie. Like, OK, Um with a clear organization about them. Every party has political clubs and supporters. I'm proud that we have ours and they will help us drive victory to November. So are we saying the wide awake, the woke people of the 1860s were the proud boys? Isn't it like parallels here? <laughs> kind of, right? Like, Yeah. And it's I, funny. I mean, people have marched with some sort of militancy throughout American history. Like, yeah. This is nothing new. Um, I mean, they're kind of on, I guess, on opposite ends of the spectrum. The wide awake Republicans of the 1860s were militant about ending slavery, whereas the Proud Boys are militant about, I don't know, I guess American far right nationalism. They're militant about, I mean, have you ever looked into them? Like legitimately looked into them? No. It's, it's really. well, first of all, they were like started on a joke, basically similar in some ways to Scientology. 
<laughs> oh gosh, really? Well, I mean, you remember the whole thing with Scientology was L. Ron Hubbard. Somebody was like, "Oh, you know, I bet you couldn't start a religion." He was like, "Wait, I think I could." Oh yeah, I do remember that. So, uh, I think it's Gavin McGinnis started the Proud Boys, and he just wanted to start a club. And he made some stuff up and like your initiation ceremony has to do with like cereal. It's just, it's weird. It's just like goofy. It's like a weird fraternity, but then they outline several things in there. And one of the things is the group is a Western chauvinist group, whatever that means. I'm not sure. So exactly. Like they, they say the West, I'm guessing Western, like Western culture. Western yeah. Civilization. And then chauvinist. We know what that is. Yeah. Um, it's just okay, weird. Can I, can I read a couple of quotes here? About so William H. Seward, who was campaigning oh. for Lincoln during the election of 1860, he said, Now the old men are folding their arms and going to sleep, and the young men are wide awake. Or, quote. So there's an article from JSTOR. Do you remember JSTOR from college? Yes. So Abel what about Epps co host? Yeah. <laughs> Abolitionists wide awakes were woke before woke, but it sure sounds like the same thing. Because woke means like you're awake to the social issues of the day. Yeah. And so in the 1860s, the social issue of the day was slavery. And so these paramilitary, slightly militant Republicans were wide awake to the evils of slavery. I think that's really cool. Anyway, uh, we still haven't answered the question. Um, <laughs> uh, finesse it or do we just say, yeah, they're good. No problem. What do you think? Uh, and I'm asking you because I don't want to answer. I'm just going to. Let's take ours. I, I'm okay so, with this. We'll support our clubs that support us. Yeah. Work. Yeah. They're just, they're just having a peaceful protest and. <laughs> peaceful protest. Just peaceful protest. They're just gathering at the Capitol. They're just. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that never goes wrong. All right. All right. Hit continue. Let's see what happens. I did. Uh, oh, did you? Everything's on fire. Ooh. Um, you got a little redder. Got a little better for us. All right. Illinois is not looking great. New York's still kind of in our column. Oh, we're okay. We're okay. Okay. We're okay. okay. All right. Would you support a compromise amendment which permanently protected slavery in the southern states in return for no further expansion of the institution? Okay, so our options are I would not support any amendment in that irrevocably protects slavery in the South. Uh, I am open to some kind of compromise. That would the second option is I am open to some kind of compromise that provides guarantees to slave on slavery in the South as long as, not, as long as it would not allow the extension. Or we will not we will absolutely not address this in our campaign if it comes to this next year, then we can make so either I won't support the amendment. I will support the amendment or let's not talk about it. Those are our options. You know, I, so for Lincoln, I do think this middle one, not, it's about not allowing the extension of slavery. Yeah. Which was his stated position. But would he support that as an amendment to the Constitution? Gosh. If it preserved the Union, maybe. Can you imagine 
an amendment that protected slavery? Like, yeah, like the 13th and 14th amendments that were passed after the civil war, it was like the, the Southern states had to agree to those to get their full rights back. Yeah. So there's no way you're going to get what three fourths of the states. No. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't see where you ever get to a point where it gets amended back. Yeah. Because that's the thing is that that's the biggest reason that the democratic party split in this election was that the Southern Democrats wanted zero compromise with anybody on the institution of slavery because they, they were not just content to let it stay in the South. They wanted to expand it westward. So I don't know if that's an option. I, I feel like the two options that we have are one or three. Either we won't support the amendment or we're just trying not to talk about it I in the campaign. I think it's okay to take a stand with number one. I think so. I feel better about that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how it's helping good us. Liberal. All, right. All right. So Missouri went blue, but I think New Jersey's bugging me, but. Just really uh, want to get New Jersey. I don't know why I want New Jersey so bad. <laughs> Never <laughs> wanted it before. Any sense. I, I want them because they don't want me. That's what it is. <laughs> hard to get. And it makes me want them more. All right. <laughs> All right. How much did your party emphasize its support of higher tariffs in this election? I don't know if it's worth discussing. Uh, Strike a moderate tone. We need as much possible to make this election about slavery and slavery alone. Our party supports a high tariff. We do, Lincoln? Do we? Okay. Um, It's a Republican party of 1860. Yeah. Well, I guess tariff income tax doesn't exist yet. Our position on higher tariffs is stated. I, I would say one or three. I don't think option two is good for us. All right. Uh, I, I feel like three is a good one. Okay. Thank you, advisors. Always there when we need them. Yeah, after the fact. So if any... That wasn't a good decision. <laughs> Yeah, they never have told us it was a bad choice. If any southern state was to secede, would you use military force as president to preserve the union? The union is the most important object. We won't do anything to preserve it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't even know what the other option is, but... I doubt that things will come to that point, and we must not address the issue during our current campaign. No. It's weak. Yeah. These advisors. Oh, okay. What is your position on the Supreme Court's Dred Dred Scott versus Sanford decision? So our options are we obviously don't agree, but the Supreme Court is the law of the land. Or that is the most odious, dangerous decision to be handed down in the history of the court. Uh, What is to prevent the court from forcing slavery upon the states themselves? Um, so I think, I mean, we're not winning the South. That's just not happening. But the Dred Scott decision impacts the Northern states sovereignty in a sense, right? Because that decision said that 
because slaves are property, even if they are in a free state, the property owner can come back and get them. The slave owner can come back and take them, right? Yeah, and so really, the Dred Scott decision nullifies all other laws because you can take your slaves to another state and and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So as long free state. as long as you're able to have slaves in a free state and as long as that state has to enforce fugitive laws and as long as slaves are considered property regardless of where they go there really is no such thing as a free state. Yeah. So I feel like it's the most odious dangerous decision. I I concur. How much should your party What was that? Oh, if it's where it says new campaign trail, they'll say this is a good answer that will motivate our base. Oh, so how much should your party emphasize its support of a homestead act in this election? So the options are even Northern Democrats support the Homestead Act. Let's stick to issues that we have a distinction to hammer on. Or the core belief of our party is that federal territory should be settled by honest, free, hardworking men and their families. A Homestead Act would be right in line with this philosophy. I don't know. I don't see why there's anything wrong with that answer. All right. Let's go with that one. Thank you, advisors. Thanks, guys. Telling us. Uh, it's right in line with the preferred Republican right. platform. Do you have anything to say about the efforts of some to reopen the Atlantic slave trade? Really? People wanted to re... Well, yeah, of course they did. Because um, when did that end? 1820, I think is when it was officially... Like no more importing of slaves, correct? Yep. Um, so our options are the fact that this is under consider shows that the South is beyond compromise and, or I'm sure that these are just rumors and speculation. Eh, I don't think so. Um, I, I think number one. Yeah. It's, uh, South is beyond compromise. Out of line. Should the proposed constitution for the state of Kansas be accepted by Congress and Kansas admitted as a free state? Uh, and our options are, I'm willing to wait until the emotions have subsided. If that means delaying the admission of Kansas, I will reluctantly accept that. We support the admission of Kansas as a free state as soon as possible. Let him in. Yeah, I think that would make Kansas happy. Yeah. What is your position on the social equality of blacks in American society? Okay, so Lincoln, for quite a while, did not believe that blacks and uh freed enslaved people should be given the rights of citizens. And that was for quite a while. I don't think that really changed until much later into the civil war. Um, so I think that's his stated position that he didn't believe that they should be given citizenship, at least at this point in time. Um, so I don't believe the blacks and whites will ever mix socially in this nation, but that cannot change the fact that they are citizens or the idea that we support social equality for blacks in society is a canard to put down, put down the Democrats or canard put down the Democrats in a clumsy and transparent attempt to score political points. 
so I think if we pick option one, that will lose us some of our moderate supporters. Yeah. And I think option two would help our moderate supporters, but then I think option one would rile up or encourage our more radical base. So I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how to answer this one. I think one. I'm willing to live on the edge. Yeah. Let's do it. Your statement seemed to confirm the worst fears of the Democrats, which will certainly be further fanned by Democratic operatives. No, that is what the I thought. best advice you've given me all day, but, but still. It's the better choice. What is your position on the passage of personal liberty laws by various states to flout the Fugitive Slave Act? Uh, the newer fugitive slave law was the result of a recent compromise in Congress. I may disagree with the aspects of the compromise, but I must accept it as law, as whole. Or option two, I support personal liberty laws and would favor a repeal or scaling back of the fugitive slave law. Let's try to avoid this issue in the campaign speeches. So I think number two, I feel better about. Yeah, this is, and this is a good one. I think while not everyone in the North is as uh, woke or wide awake, <laughs> yeah, I think this is something that bothered the North to a great extent because they didn't want to be participating in slavery. So I think that one will work. I'll do it. All right. What position should your party take on foreign immigration and nationalization in this election? So we can discuss immigrants as little as possible. We can acknowledge the know nothing point of view. Um, or we could say Germans are a key part of our new party and our vote in the Midwest. You know, I like that. Yeah. Support the Germans. The Germans haven't done anything wrong yet. Yet. Yep. <laughs> Give them another 60 years. Better to keep the German vote in line. <laughs> that sounds so aggressive. All right. Oh, all right. Okay. Let's let's check the... Oh, Ooh, snap. Yeah, that helped Wisconsin. All right. Oh, but we're losing Illinois, New York. The fact that you noticed Wisconsin before everything else that went to Douglas. I don't care. Because we got Wisconsin. That's all that matters. Um, <laughs> Jersey is solidly against us. Oh, Jersey. All right. So we got to get these three yeah, states in line. Damage control. So New York and Illinois. New York to a greater extent. Oh, gosh. We're going to change history. And, and not in a good way. Nope. Do you support the further expansion of the United States into Mexico, Cuba, or the Caribbean? Um... I would have to see the specific situation or we oppose any effort to extend the current borders. They are plainly driven by the slave states. I feel like option two, that one is a better one. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's be a little more radical. Got to make some changes. What should your party's position be on the, on the raid of John Brown late in 1859? So... Oh, okay. So our options are whatever our private feelings, we have no choice but to denounce extra legal actions or clearly what John Brown did was illegal, but without obstructionism and provocation of the South on slavery, it would never have come to pass. I think that's a better answer. Yeah. Well, I'm going to uh, take a look at the polls again real quick. All right. We got 
Who fell back in the line? Oh, it was Missouri. We don't need Missouri. It's Illinois, New York, and Pennsylvania. Oh, geez. All right. So what do we decide? Do it. Clearly what he did was illegal. Or no, yeah, what he did was illegal. Did it change? Yeah, it flipped. Oh. Trying to trick us. No, stop with the moderates. moderates. All right, we're going to have to moderate in these last few questions. Do you have any plans to reach out to your chief rival for the Republican nomination, William Seward, and reconcile? Uh, I think that would help. Ooh. Ooh, New York or in Springfield? So we meet in New York. That could help us. I think I, what in blazes? Oh, my gosh. Breckenridge in Pennsylvania. Oh, not going well. All right. Uh, let's let's visit New York. OK, we're blowing this thing. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. What is your position on the creation of land-grant universities for secondary education? Oh, I, I would love to get a land-grant. We stand behind... Do we stand behind the our education expansion of the opportunity, or let's keep our mouth shut on the issue and stick to our opposition to slavery? Let's see. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. Honestly, I think we should stick to slavery. I think that's our best win. All right. Do you have any comments on the Lemon versus New York case, which may be making its way to the Supreme Court? So it says if the court rules that slaves can be brought into free states without consequence, then we will effectively have a slave nation on our hand. This is the type of Southern aggression. That we must be ever vigilant against. That's what I think. Do you think that's too extreme, though? Because that's where that's Stephen E. Douglas... Um, as far as a response, right? Like, Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we should kind of chill, see if we can get the moderates... Oh, okay. Thank. Gosh, these guys are not. All right. Well, that helped a little bit. Okay. So, right. is there a particular state you believe the party should concentrate its resources in during the final days of the campaign? So, New York, everywhere, Ohio, or Illinois? I think New York or Illinois. Yeah, I mean, New York is worth... 24 more electoral votes. I think New York is a place to do it. Yep. All right. May God be with us. Jeez, these guys. All right. Let's All right. see the results. All right. We got 32 to start. As the polls close. one have new jersey oh did jersey fall in line i don't think no. it did oh pennsylvania really disappointed in pennsylvania right now 
Maryland went to Bell. Michigan. All right, we got Michigan. We got Ohio. oh Jersey. Boo. Bell is getting more than he did before, which is good. That Wisconsin. It's all sewed up now. Lost Illinois. Come on, New York. Finish it up. Are they going to tease us on New York? So right now we have 94. Yes! We got New York. York. We got New York. Minnesota, Iowa. So we're 133. We need one to win. But I don't know if we're going to get anything else. I don't think we're going to get a majority. We'll have to... Come on. Missouri's going to go to Douglas. And then California and Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Jeez, Louise. All right. Well, okay. What does this mean? So 152 to win. So no candidate captured. This leaves everyone in a bad situation. Because nobody got the electoral majority. Congress will now choose from the top three candidates in the electoral vote count. You are highly unlikely to be a compromised candidate in this situation. However, it is unclear whether Congress will select Douglas or Bell, or if they will deadlock and precipitate a constitutional crisis. If Douglas is selected, how would the South react? There are even whispers about a civil war. Difficulty multiplier one. Ah. Uh, Sad. So we fell pretty short of the elect the, the historical thing. Everyone did better with us being Lincoln, <laughs> except Lincoln. Oh man, not good. Okay, now look at this. John Bell, based on this game, got five hundred ninety thousand votes, nine hundred eighty-one, as opposed to five hundred ninety thousand votes, nine hundred one. He. He got 80 more votes, but he got eight more electoral votes. Yep. That's just... Because he won Maryland, I think. That's the state that he got. Oh. Ah, frustrating. Yep. All right, well... Sorry, guys. Sorry, America. We we let you down. I mean, we... (laughs) Constitutional crisis. Dang it. But gosh, wouldn't it, uh, you know, all right. So there you go. The election of 1860. It somehow is significantly worse than how it actually ended. I mean, maybe we, I don't, I don't believe this, but maybe this is a sign that we shouldn't run for president. No, it's absolutely not. Because we would have. It's like a, is this a training ground? It's like the Agogi. It's just training us to get better at. Campaigns. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not about winning for me. It's about the experience, right? So, <laughs> it's the friends we made along the way. <laughs> we made one million seven hundred eleven thousand six hundred sixty-six <laughs> friends. That's awesome. Oh man, I I'm so bummed. And so here's here's what I'm really bummed oh, about. A good thing going. I would have loved to have seen this this new campaign trail game actually play out the constitutional crisis. I also wouldn't mind seeing something like this happen nowadays. I, I'd, I'd love to see like, yep, nobody got enough electoral votes. So 
We're just not going to have a president for a year. We'll try to get next year, folks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's how that... Because that's what happened with Rutherford B. Hayes. Is there is neither candidate won enough. And so basically Hayes made a deal to get the third party candidates electoral votes to get over the line. Right. I think that deal was the end of reconstruction. Wasn't that a similar situation with John Adams and Thomas Jefferson? Yeah, but it was a little different because, um, I remember who the, I remember how who the candidate was. Or no, Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. And Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Because Hamilton cast the vote in favor of Jefferson rather than Burr. Yeah, because he hated Burr at that point. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, we didn't do well. But that's okay. Maybe next it's time. fun. Yeah. Yeah, next time we'll try it again. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's all we got for tonight. I'm Jake from Dabout History. We got Eric here. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow. Uh, you can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you get audio podcasts. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day in history.